0: what up y'all welcome to the empowering real talk podcast it's your girl keisha of upgraded mindsets and i created this platform to bring awareness resource and solution to negative and hindering behaviors plaguing our individual selves and our communities some of these topics can be uncomfortable but in order for us to grow individually and as a whole these conversations are necessary Follow your girl on all streaming platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the Empowering Real Talk YouTube channel and let's get started. Hey hey, guys, welcome back to the Empowering Real Talk podcast. It is your girl Keisha aka Coach K Woods with Upgraded Mindsets And y'all know what I am bringing here with the Empowering Real Talk podcast. I'm here to have the uncomfortable conversations I'm here to be bring resource and solution um, for us to, you know, bring some positive growth habits about ourselves um, life is crazy, but we've got you know ways to go ahead and get us together with that so i am not going to drag on with my long introduction because y'all know who i am and y'all see that i am not alone so i'm going to allow my guest to introduce herself hello hello
1: hello i'm so happy to be here thank you for
0: having me thank you for being here jenny how about i go ahead and tell my audience a little bit about who you are and what you do baby
1: All right. Uh, So I'm Ginny Pream and I'm a keynote speaker. I'm an author. I published my first book earlier this spring called You're My Favorite. I also have a podcast called Drinking with Gin and I still work in corporate America um, as a sales leader and in the medical aesthetics world. And finally, I'm also a fellow coach. So I'm a master certified professional coach. So a lot of different uh, components tied in there.
0: I love it I love it Um, Thank you so much For joining me today I really appreciate it Um, Just because going through You know your website And things like that And I definitely noticed That we share um, Similar values When it comes to Like curiosity And you know Bringing You know Affirming our life And you know Being intentional In what it is That we want In our lives Um, So definitely Shout out to you For still being In corporate America And still doing What you do Because I know That that took a lot And still takes a lot So I love that you are are still you know intentional in your journey as well so definitely proud of you for that so
1: thank you I always kind of joke that while my colleagues are at their kids soccer games and baseball games I'm sneaking in you know recording a podcast or working <laughs> on my book or my next book on the weekends or my free time or over the lunch hour
0: Right. Right. And, you know, that's what that's it. That's dope about that. Um, you know, I know um, I am a full time entrepreneur, um, but I was kind of forced out of corporate America. Um, I was let go of a job that I had for seven years um, back in November of twenty twenty. But I was kind of at a crossroads, you know, with regards to going back to corporate America or, you know, following my purpose. I look at everything now as alignments, um, you know starting my own self-growth journey back in april of 2020 um it was like okay keisha you were let go but now what you know are you gonna find another job or are you gonna walk in your purpose full time um and i decided to walk in my purpose full time so and i will not tell anybody that it is an easy feat because <laughs> baby listen <laughs> there have been plenty of days where i'm like you know what let me just update my resume real quick and you know uh <laughs> get back to work it's easier um but you know i wouldn't change anything that has happened in my life so i'm truly just grateful and blessed you know to be where I am today and continuing that. So I definitely, um, Ooh, yeah. So let's get into what we want to talk about today, um, because or before, um, you know, I definitely noticed that we share um, in similarities with regards to affirmations and, you know, just being intentional. Um, I tell my clients all the time. That is a word that I use all the time is intention. And, you know, kind of tell a little bit about your story and maybe how intention kind of, you know, got into you deciding to want to step out in extend yourself as a coach, author, speaker, and podcaster?
1: Oh, girl, where to even start? <laughs> much <time away laughs> <enough>. uh, <laughs> So in the end of 2018, I'll just kind of give a brief synopsis of kind of my story and what led me to publish my book and go down this path of other um, avenues. In, in 2017, here I was just living my best life, living my best single life, career focused and, you know, traveling all over the world and hanging out with my friends in my free time or mostly my dogs. But I then this man came into my life. And even though I was resistant to it at first, I eventually kind of opened the door a little bit slowly and he'd step in and I'd open the door a little more. He stepped in a little further and eventually I fell in love. And then I fell in love two more times with his kids. And that was one of the reasons why I was really resistant to the relationship in the beginning, because it's like, you know what happens, you fall in love with the kids. And then even if it's not (laughs) a great relationship, you know, you might stay in it a little longer. So um, things were going great, or so I thought. And all of a sudden, one day, one of my friends had asked me to meet her for a cocktail on a Tuesday night. I was traveling home, landing late. Um, from a work trip and it was very unusual. Like we never had gotten together for cocktails before we would get together for workouts or coffee, but never drinks and not at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday. So I knew something was up and all day I'm going into this meeting concerned for her thinking I'm going there to support her. And then she outlays all of this arrangement of evidence of the man that was living in my house or the man that I thought was living in my house. And literally overnight, like here, I had changed my entire life to, you know, from being single career focused, I still was career focused. But now I had this little family of four that I had completely changed my life for. And then poof, you know, that whole new life that I had built was no longer my life. So here I was like facing the reality of like, how did I let this happen? What happened? What is narcissism? What are all these things that I was experiencing? What's gaslighting? What's, oh my gosh, triangulation? What, you know, so many different things that I had to go down this journey of learning. And kind of what sparked me to write my book was people were gossiping about my story. And I thought, gosh, is it that interesting? And it wasn't even accurate. So then I was like, well, maybe I should set the record straight, kind of started as a cautionary tale. And as I started to heal and, you know, kind of grow through that journey, which did include a lot of intentionality, gathering information, and really nurturing myself. And it was towards the end of the book, towards the end of publishing it, when I kind of took a a step back and looked at, gosh, I'm better than I've ever been. Even, you know, through this face of trauma and adversity, how did I get here? You know, what happened? And I just recently started talking about this in my own podcast. I I call it the gin path. And it's really just the path and the journey that I went on for really growing through adversity. And we hear a lot about post-traumatic stress. We don't hear about post-traumatic growth as much. And so that's, I think, a really great way to look at the things that happen to us in our lives. And it is a conscious choice. I made that choice to go down the journey of growing versus being a victim and living in an echo chamber. And really the three components of the gin path are gathering. So gathering information, you know, gathering yourself, gathering your thoughts, getting curious and you know, learning. And then I is for that intentionality, intentions, which I think we can kind of roll up our sleeves here today and and talk about that. And then the N is for nurture, nurturing yourself and, you know, paying attention to what you're consuming, you know, in social media, in food, you know, how are you taking care of yourself and, and realizing, you know, to use a travel analogy, there's a reason why the flight attendants tell you to put your own oxygen mask on first. You know, it's so that you can, so that you're taken care of, so that you can help take care of other people. So I feel like I should probably take a breath and pause there for a second, because I just gave so much, a little bit of my story, on the, the journey afterwards. And I know we kind of want to dive into a little bit more of the um, intentions, unless you had um, something else based on all of that. that I
0: just no, like that. That's what it's about for me. Um, your story is so empowering. Um, you know, just in those few minutes that, you know, you spoke, like that's what it's about for me. It's about us, you know, speaking from a sense of vulnerability, speaking from a sense of, you know, providing insight for others, you know, because intention and insight to me kind of go one and, you know, one in the same. Um, so I, I love that you, you know, you just put that out there, you know, and that just really will give someone the intention to say you know what I, I feel her in her story you know um you tell your story was the intention of letting someone else reach one teach one that's how I look at that um so definitely shout out for that but um you know with your and I love your analogy your gin. like I love the g the i and the n like that is dope to me like I'm all about putting things together like that <laughs> so I think that that's dope um but yeah let, the intentional side of things um You said it yourself, you know, you could have became, you know, victim in your own mind. You could have allowed it to just swallow you and just, you know, keep you stuck in the path of sorrow. But you didn't. You know, um, and that's one thing that I am very vigilant of speaking on, um, because I don't want people to feel like that. I'm telling you to not feel your emotions, to not understand that you are hurting and, you know, maybe even suffering through a tough time. But I don't want us to stay there. And I think that's where, you know, a lot of us tend to do is like stay in our struggle. Um, Do you like encounter that even, you know, as a coach, you know, do you come across people that, you know, want to stay and harp on, you know, staying in the struggle instead of, you know, actually putting on their boots and applying the intention?
1: Absolutely. I do see sometimes people that it's like literally the definition of insanity. Mm -hmm. They just keep going back to the same thing and repeating the same patterns. And they talk about all of the same issues over and over, but they don't do anything about it. And it's never, those are usually the people that I think don't ever look inward and take that accountability. It's more of the people that are going to grow are going to be the ones that are going to face what they're feeling, like face it, look at head on so that you can deal with it. You're not going to be able to move forward and like walk down that path and journey of growing and healing if you don't first acknowledge what you're feeling and what you're going through in order to actually peel back the layers and deal with it.
0: I agree. Um, it, there is, and you said a big word that I also stress a lot, and that is accountability. Um, accountability of understanding that, yes, this happened to you, but this is not going to define you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, Being accountable with understanding that, yes, somebody did you wrong, but you still had a choice in that situation, you know, and I'm not speaking on, you know, assault or anything like that. I always have to put that disclaimer out because, you know, people are quick to be like, well, what about this? And what about this? I'm not talking about that, you know, (laughs) but um, being accountable with understanding that you allowed this to continue, you know, even as you said in your story, you know, you allowed it in, you know, even though you had a little resistance, but you ended up lowering your wall and allowing that in you know so even though it's not a bad accountability you were accountable because in order for you to begin your journey of intention you had to be
1: accountable for that you know yeah and i think part of my part of my journey was i think initially well first of all grief is a funny thing and i think we need to all kind of grant ourselves some grace because look i you know certainly i read the book reviews and there are people out there that are like oh her story's not that big and that's actually kind of the whole point of why I wanted to share it is because there's no measurement on trauma or emotion or what we feel and what you're going through and what you're feeling is no less important than what anybody else is going through. And so there's sort of this concept of small stories and, I, and I, it was big for me in my life, but other you know people will kind of compare my story to like Dirty John. But maybe they don't think my story's that big because my, because I don't have a daughter that had to shoot him, you know. Like, but it still was big for me in my life, and it led to big trauma, you know. And so people are like, oh my gosh. Well, how did you heal? It's not like all of a sudden the next day I woke up and was like, okay, poof, I'm healed. Like it does require a lot of work, quite frankly. What did I do the next day? I was in such a daze and in a shock. All I did was look at my calendar and looked at what was next, and I got my nails done. Because that's what was on my calendar. And you can't, like, you just don't know how you're going to react or respond when you're in, like, this intense state of trauma or grief or shock. And, you know, the, and even once I started going down that healing and growing journey, quite frankly, I did look externally first, like, what is wrong with him? What is wrong? You know, like, just looking at all of that. Before I was able to really look inward and go, oh, "Why did I allow this in my life? How did I allow this in my life?" And then really starting to, you know, gather information around my own tendencies and being intentional about who's around me, mm-hmm. what's around me, who am I spending time with. I just um, did a little chat the other day about like your emotional bank account, mm-hmm. and I love that because people, everybody. You know, knows the value of money. Like, again, we don't really measure the value of our emotions and how we feel after leaving interactions with particular people. Like, do you feel like you just got a big deposit? You know, do you feel like you got a huge withdrawal taken out after you spend time with someone every single time? Mm -hmm. You probably need to evaluate that. And, you know, just really taking a look at that and like who fills your cup who who's around you? You know, my, my dad, he passed away last um, Valentine's day. I miss him so much every day, but that was another like big time of trauma and adversity for me. But one of his um, things he always said is you're only as good as the company you keep. And I do think there's really some value in that. And I think that does tie into intentionality and being intentional about who you're spending your time with, how you're spending your time it matters.
0: It absolutely matters. Um, something you said a few minutes ago, I'm um, really struck because, you know, as you said, you know, you looked externally first, and that's a default for us. You know, people don't understand that defaulting is to what society tells us that we're supposed to do we're supposed to blame other people according to society um you know it's because that's what we see all the time we see other people from from social media you know everybody on social media blaming everybody else you know from um celebrity talk show or celebrity uh what's those reality shows you know blaming everybody else you know it's a default for us um Digging in with us because we don't think nothing's wrong with us just at the surface. We're like, no, nothing, there's nothing wrong with me. How in the hell is you going to do that to me? Me, you know, um, so it's a default thing. So, you know, you 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 hit the nail on the head with that. Um, But and also just understanding that it is okay for us to embrace our emotions because that also is something that i see within society within society is telling us that no you're not supposed to you know and especially us as women you know i know you can relate that we're just supposed to keep going we're not supposed to just you know stop it and feel and understand we're just supposed to keep going no matter what um you know i i hate that someone tries to minimize somebody else's story Um, Because just because you read this in the book, you don't understand what it actually took on my body physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, mentally. Um, Yes, I wrote the book, but you don't know how much I may have cried as I reread it, you know, as I, you know, let the editor send it back to me and I read it again, you know, those are just so many things that people don't take into consideration. Um, But I love that your intention stayed on top, you know, um, when it came to finding yourself, when it came to continuously wanting to tell your story um, through your podcast, through your book, like you are still being intentional with that. And, I'm going to need people to understand that that matters more than anything else, you know?
1: Yeah. What's really fascinating is the number of people like coworkers, my former coworkers, because I'm not still at that same um, company as when I went through this. The number of people that reached out to me and said, I had no idea that you were going through all of that. And because I literally took a couple of days off of work. And it's so fascinating when we think about like corporate America and bereavement, like grief and loss isn't just when somebody dies. It's not just when you lose a parent or a grandparent or a family member um, and you get what, two, three days off. Like, how is that sufficient for people to truly process trauma and like get back on their feet? It's not. And so I literally was back to work traveling. I think that this happened on a Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. I was back on the road on Monday after I got this guy out of my house over the weekend. I was supposed to be at my nephew's wedding, so I missed my nephew's wedding, which was a big bummer. Mm. But was back on the road traveling on Monday, and people are like, "I had no idea that you were going through that." And I think it's great for people to be able to have a different viewpoint around that and go, "Gosh." You just never know what people are going through. And man, if we can have a little more compassion and, and empathy and understanding, we'd be in just such a different such a different place
0: I agree Um, just a little you know because I, I feel like everybody everybody has their own individual journey um, with regards to finding themselves with regards to positive growth with regards to making changes Um, you know some of it is generational some of it is you know something that we have been defaulted to believe but have struggled with all our lives but we're afraid to step out of that comfort zone you know just to say you know what I don't relate to this you know but we'll stay in that because it's the default thing to do, you know, and applying our direct thinking skills and our direct thinking methods has to have all the intention in the world because you can start it Because, you know, and I tell people, you know, because I'm a mindset coach for personal and business mindset. And I tell people all day, anybody can start a business, right? You can anybody can create an LLC. But your intention has to be there three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. If anything, it has to amp up, you know, if you're just have the idea of wanting to start a business, but your intentions aren't there to elevate your business is setting yourself up for failure all day. You know, um, that intention has to apply in pretty much every avenue of your life because the personal side of things. Mindset matters. Mindset. The mind is where everything begins. So if your mind is functioning off of default, you're not going to apply any attention. You're not going to apply any action. Because you're defaulting to staying in your comfort zone, you're defaulting to just being the same person, but you are struggling in that default, you know, so the intention has to just be all day, every day, not saying to take a day off, you know, hey, if you want to spend all day in the bed and, you know, eat bonbons, hey, I'm with it because I will do that too, you know, (laughs) but uh, my intention is knowing like, hey, I know that I'm going to sit down and not do nothing all day. I'm intentional in not doing anything. The intention is always there within me. And and I that's something that I had to program myself to do. It wasn't just something that was just automatically there. It was something that I had to grow into.
1: I I completely agree with that. Sometimes I say that, like, if you have to give yourself a little bit of grace and understand, like, if that's, if that's the best that you can do for yourself in that moment is just like sitting with what you've got, then that's where you need to be. And that's okay too. Like, I I love that. You're like, even, even that I'm intentional about. And, you know, I, I think back to you, I don't, something that you said sparked this was having positive intentions around sharing my story, because trust me, if I wanted to annihilate this guy, certainly I could. That was never my intention. And the whole the whole reason why my publisher took my book is because she knew that my intentions were positive and good in sharing my story. There's nothing salacious about it. It's that I knew that sharing my story, even if people's story is eerily similar to mine and it really hits home, or if their story of trauma or adversity is really different than mine, it's sort of... There's some way to relate to that, that emotion and feeling and process that we go through, and then the decisions that we make afterwards. And I love that you said mindset matters because I I love to use that. Um, not to throw in another dadism, but my dad, my favorite dadism of his was, "You're the architect of your own destiny." That part, and you know when you're having a crappy day, like that's not what you want to hear, but you don't always have the choice of what happens, but you have the choice of how you respond.
0: Ooh, yes. Talk about it, Jenny. Cause I say that all the time. We don't have, we can't control everything. You know, we can't control the outside world. You can only control how you react to that, you know, and we've got to get that understanding. Um, I used to be a person that, you know, I was a people pleaser all day. You know, I've always been, Helpful and supportive to others, but before I did it out of a place of habit Meaning that my mind was just all over the place and I would just go 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 for everybody else And then it was time for me. I had nothing for me, you know, and then Although I said that I was fine with it. I wasn't, you know, I look back and i'm like man I snapped out on that person for absolutely no reason at all But I snapped out because I was frustrated because I was stuck Helping everybody else, but I was stuck you know, um, I wasn't being intentional with myself. I wasn't being intentional with nobody else. I was just doing it because I thought that that was what I was supposed to do. You know, even if it wasn't always the best decision for them, I was doing it for me. Anyway. Oh yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway, you know, just because that's what I'm trained to do. That's what I was programmed to do. And now, Baby, when I tell you that no word is a beast for me I will say it so fast And they would be like, but why? And I'll be like, I don't even owe you an explanation I'm that intentional with setting my boundaries You know, I'm that intentional with putting me as the priority Not meaning that I'm not going to be supportive and helpful for everybody else But now that I'm coming from a place of healing That's what I'm going to do And I'm intentional every day I I tell, um, every morning I get up I spend the first 30 minutes focused on me What it is I want for the day, um, meditating, you know, affirming, you know, doing whatever it is. I will not get on social media, I will not grab my phone. Um, and our minds are the most active first thing in the morning. So once I learned that, I was like, man, I'm gonna take advantage of that because I have an overactive thinking process anyway. So it's like, hey, take advantage of this 6 a.m. wake up call, 30 minutes to yourself, setting your intentions for the day. And that has been so, so helpful for me, you know, overall to where I actually, you know, put it in my practice as well. So.
1: I love that. So meditation has been a very big part of my healing journey too. And just really, I think has shifted so much of how I approach things, how I look at things. Now I had never meditated a second in my life. And it was almost exactly a year after my life kind of imploded for lack of a better term. Um, And I had an opportunity to go on this meditation retreat in another country. So Mm -hmm. of course I went all in. I'm like, I don't know what I'm getting myself in into, but like the old Ginny would have been like, okay, you guys go on with your like meditation retreat and do your thing. And go on with your hippy dippy selves. I'll just be back here, you know, doing my thing. But I went and it really was life changing for me. The first time I meditated, and we did a lot of focus on um, our inner child, we did some inner child work, um, which was really beneficial for me, I learned a lot. And it really helped me open up and understand that, you know, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not here diagnosing anyone. But what I experienced in a lot of the behaviors that um, I saw in my ex were very narcissistic. And I recognized that I had had those type of behaviors around me my entire life. It's what I knew. It's what I was familiar with. And until I really was slapped in the face with it, that's kind of what it took for me to come to this realization and go, uh-uh. I'm not having this in my life anymore. I'm not going to allow this, you know, we, we talked about some of those other behaviors, like I'm not gonna allow gaslighting and triangulation and people building me up to just tear me down and, you know, read me out for no reason. Like, I don't deserve that. And once I started being more intentional of taking care of myself and and meditating, and I think too, meditation sometimes can be overwhelming for people. They're like, oh my gosh, it has to be this big to do. And you have to go in a room and have a special pillow and, you know, all these things has you have to dedicate an hour. Sometimes I view meditation, even just like after coming out of the grocery store and, you know, someone was kind of rude to you or bumped into you or whatever. And they were like in a rush, just like sitting in your car and taking like, You know, doing like a series of box breathing, like four, breathe in, hold for four, four counts, breathe out, hold for four. Just even doing that like four times, it is crazy what it will do to how you physically feel and how you mentally feel. It's really, really a game changer. So even if I can only squeeze in a five-minute meditation. That's what I do. And interestingly enough, I know a lot of people love to meditate in the morning. I kind of just do it intuitively whenever I feel like I need Mm -hmm. it. I often find myself doing it at night before I go to bed. Because then for me, I'm like, Ooh, I've got the next eight hours for that to be downloading into my brain and into my body. So that's when I find that I do it. And I think sometimes for people when they're first starting, that can be less intimidating as well.
0: Yeah, I I agree. A hundred percent with that. Um, That is super important, you know, and I love that you put that out there because people do feel like you've got to meditate for five hours a day or something like that, because I give myself a good 10 minutes. Um, you know, a good ten minutes. Um, I do the morning, and then I also like sleep with like meditative things, like playing in the background for me. Um, I've always I, I have a busy mind, as I said, so it, it calms me and it helps me sleep better. Um, but I I love that you really said that. Thank you so much for you know letting the listeners know because. We don't have to meditate for an hour every time, you know, Um, and and don't feel like that you have to, you know, have a perfect meditation. Your meditation, your meditative state is your meditative state, Um, you know, and and I love that you have your set times. You know, you do it before bed. um, That's dope. You know, Um, I just love that you have like made such, such a positive transformation, you know, taking these things, you know, the loss of your father, like being so positive, just telling, you know, your overall story, like, because that, that matters for us, you know, um, you, you're feeling your emotion, you're discussing your emotion, but you're not letting them keep you back from, you know, elevating and growing. And I think that that's phenomenal. I think it's phenomenal, Jenny. Thank you. you're,
1: you're, too kind. I will say I, you know, that's been a big shift for me and going through what I've been through, um, has really transformed me. Like, and I do think, right. Like change is inevitable when things happen, but if you really want to transform, it's a conscious choice. And I, I did make that choice. And I think a lot of who I am and like, what comes out, when you first meet me now was always there, but I think it was just kind of buried. And I grew up in a house where we didn't talk about feelings. We didn't talk about emotions when people had disagreements or arguments, it was swept under the rug and never spoken of again. And so I remember, um, and I, I wrote about this in my book. Um, you're going to be like, man, this girl's had a a lot of loss, but um, my brother actually passed away about five and a half years ago. And I'm well, I'll, always be grateful to my boss at that time, Jason. He sat on the other end of the phone with me and just cried. And it was really like, as an adult, I feel like it was one of the first times that I felt permission to just feel my feelings and to just let it out and cry. I'll, like I remember it was such a powerful moment. And I, I think we've all had these moments. Like I remember the feel of the Gray leather stool, I was sitting on the black granite countertop, and like how cool! Like, it's you have those sensory memories. And I mean, even as a kid, my sister got in a bad car accident when I was five. And I remember walking into the um hospital room, seeing her and all these contraptions and starting to cry. And adults saying, Oh, Ginny, don't cry. And it's like it goes back to that. And so now people make fun of me. Like, I used to be, I don't know if you ever have ever seen the movie The Holiday with um. Cameron Diaz and, and like, she always makes the joke. Like, I don't have tear ducts. I can't cry. Like that used to be me. Like people would call me Eminem. Like you have this hard outer coating, but I, I know you're soft and melty on the inside, but I used to not like ever cry. And now I cry at like TV, like TV commercials. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And I think because of like that stifling emotions and you know, all of that, I did come off as tough. And I viewed vulnerability as weakness. Now I look at vulnerability as one of the strongest places that you can come from.
0: I, I do as well. Oh, I'm sorry that hit that little technical glitch here. Gotta love technology, but we're gonna keep on rolling. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I heard everything that you said, um, and I do. I'm the same person. Um, I was the same way. I will cry at the drop of a dime now, and I didn't used to do that. I used to be completely tough in skin, and I still have a little toughness in it, but now I'm very transparent in my vulnerability where I didn't used to be before. So um, I can relate to that story in so many levels. Um, we share a lot more um, than I actually anticipated. You know, you've lost a sibling, I've lost a sibling. You know, and just being able to announce that we can be vulnerable and that we're okay with being vulnerable. And I think that that's dope. So I think that that's great. Um, Let's finish up here and just kind of, you know, give the audience, you know, a little bit of insight on moving forward Um, and, you know, any, you know, guides or anything that you got upcoming, um, anything, you know, tell them about the book a little bit more and where they can find it.
1: Oh, amazing. Okay. So my book is called You're My Favorite. It is my true story. I like to say of love, loss, and learning, and I really like to focus on the learning. And that's um, you know, it's really more what I've been doing since then. The book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target. Um, it, it's available as a paperback and an ebook. And then my podcast where I really dive into more of the aftermath and a lot of like what we're talking about today here, which is great. Um, And it's called drinking with gin. And you can tune into that on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, your your main uh, platforms.
0: Nice. I love it. I really appreciate you being here today, Jenny, and telling your story, um, giving value, insight, and resource. Um, this is what it's about for me. So I definitely appreciate you being here so much. Um, y'all know, y'all can find me on all social media platforms at Coach K-A-Y-W-D-S. Y'all know to find the podcast, you can Google the Empowering Real Talk or you can find me at Life, where that's going to pretty much find all things Upgraded Mindsets. Okay? Jenny, again, thank you so much for being here. We will talk to you guys again soon. Have a good one, y'all. Bye.